Welcome to another episode here at the Mask and Health Solutions Podcast. And today I had the privilege of interviewing Matt Sinkovitz. A little bit of a background on Matt. He's been a practitioner and teacher of personal and spiritual development for over a decade. The guy is an avid student of mindfulness and meditation. Graduated from Blue Mountain School of Mindfulness Arts and Seminary Program in 2018. And the man is a master's in the Buddhist ministry and was ordained in Osho in May 2019. Now, what makes him so special is that he obviously, you know, got the spiritual side down. But in our discussion, he told me about how he got rid of his addiction to porn, but he realized that there had to be a purpose to what he does and to his existence, right? So he's like, you know what? I'm going to develop something that's going to be bigger than just letting go of that addiction. And that's where he developed Porn to Purpose. Matt currently runs the 90-Day Liberation Boot Camp, as well as the 7-Day Porn Abstinence Challenge, along with other things where Matt is passionate about the community's commitment to support committed fathers and husbands in ending their toxic relationship to porn so they can reignite the passion in their relationships and be better role models to their children. And one of the biggest things that stuck out about our conversation, like he told me, he's like, hey, you know what? I can't be telling people you know, where to go on their spiritual journey if I still have this thing holding me back. And that stuck out to me, man, where I'm like, it's true. You know, you can't be, you can't be fully developed as a dude. And that's one of the things here at Mask and Health Solutions where I really want to work on us, you know, really developing ourselves to be the best version of ourselves and to really just up the ante on who we are as men. So guys, without any further ado, you're going to enjoy this one. All right, let's dive in. Penis enhancement may seem like a difficult endeavor. However, Me Coach makes it simple. We all know the best way to reach your goals as fast as possible is with a coach. Me Coach offers you just that by giving you an individualized, tailor made plan specific to your needs. Me Coach has helped thousands of clients improve erectile quality, increase penis length, penis girth, and has helped men improve their sexual stamina to last a whole lot longer. Me Coach is about actually helping you every step of the way in your penis enlargement journey, unlike many of the crazy gimmicks you may see online. What sets Me Coach apart is the approach. First off, you will get your program created for you by AJ Big Al Alfaro and his team of trusted professionals who have been helping men in the PE realm for decades. They put their expertise into making your program. By using Me Coach, you will have AJ every step of the way to make sure you're exercising safely and effectively to reach your goals. Me Coach focuses on seeing you get to where you want to go in the safest, most efficient way possible. Me Coach also helps men suffering from abnormal curvatures in their penises by using specialized techniques to straighten things out. If you are ready to take your penis enhancement to the next level, you can totally try it out now, risk-free. Now, if you get started, it will start off with a new client interview, customized routine to achieve your goals, Me Coach progress log, access to over 30 exercises, 10 routines, safety guides, one-on-one -on -one personal penis training, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So be sure to check out Me Coach by clicking the link in the description below. 
two. Welcome to another episode here at the Masculine Health Solutions Podcast. Today, I got Matt Sinkovitz. He's going to talk to us a little bit about porn, a little bit of how it's affecting males in society, and more on his background, too, and the spiritual side of things that I think a lot of us need to delve in a little bit deeper these days. <laughs> Matt, how are you, man? CJ, I'm good, brother. Uh, it's really good to be here. Thanks so much for having me today. So tell us a little bit more of your background, you know, what get you, got you started on your journey? Because, I mean, from what I've read, it's pretty extensive and it's pretty deep. So where do you want to start yeah, off, man. man? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, so, man, where is a good place to start? Well, I guess I'll just make an introduction just by saying that, you know, uh, my my primary uh, focus at this time is supporting men in, in overcoming pornography addiction in their lives. You know, and uh, I've been focused in this area since about 2019 or so. Yeah. And, um, you know, this this has come up for me as a result of my own 20 plus year journey with pornography. You know, um, something I'm, I'm in my 30s now, something I adopted in my early teens, yeah. like a lot of boys do, but something that kind of stuck with me for a lot of years and um, continue to adversely affect my own life in many ways, you know. And it was something as I moved into um, greater levels of purpose and kind of like my what what I was finding to be my greater calling for my life, I was finding that porn was really inhibiting me stepping into that. It was acting as a, a ceiling of, of sorts in my growth and in the work that I felt called to do. So ultimately um, went out there and ended up getting a coach um, like I had been doing for many years in many other areas of my life mm-hmm. and getting into a community, getting to accountability, getting the past, making the investment and um, getting it resolved in my own life. And, um, I've also been heavily involved in personal spiritual development for many years. As you mentioned, I'm a ordained Buddhist minister and a mindfulness counselor as well. We can talk about that journey if you want as well. Um, But it all kind of came together for me. And, uh, you know, I was really feeling called to step more fully into my work and to being of service to others. And my personal development, my spiritual development journey, along with my my journey in pornography and uh, sex kind of all came together recognizing so many men are dealing with this and it's a very lonely journey, something that really imprisons a lot of men. So I stepped in and shared my own journey and what I do, what I did to find resolution in my own life. And here we are today, man. I love that. And honestly, yeah. you'd be surprised at how many people reach out to me and talk to me about, Hey man, you know, like porn's kind of getting in the way of things. How did you yeah. find that like spiritually? Cause I think it's something that not a lot of people talk about, but like spiritually, how did it make you feel knowing that, hey, man, like I can't really shrug this one off. Like, how did you go about dealing with that? Yeah, man, you know, so I've been on this, I would say since about age 25, I'm, I'm 38 years old now. Around age 35, I kind of had like a spiritual awakening in my life of sorts, I would say. Uh, I was in a really actually dark, deep, depressed uh, space in my life and really kind of suicidal and obsessive thinking and just was not happy with myself, was not happy with my life. And I kind of had this moment where I kind of, I remember sitting in, I was working in the hotel industry. I was sitting at my desk and I was just in this really deep, heavy place. And I kind of had this moment where I kind of woke up and realized that I'm like, Hey, if I can see the thoughts that I'm having, if I can, if I can observe them, then maybe, maybe they're not entirely who I am. Maybe there's like a part of me that can observe my thoughts and see and experience the thoughts. And there's also this part of me that's really like the thinker, you know? So I kind of had this moment and this moment of insight and that led me into um, studies around mindfulness and Mm -hmm. meditation and, and ultimately Buddhism. So I became a a heavy 
mindfulness practitioner, heavy meditation practitioner, began sitting with a local um, sangha, uh, a Buddhist okay. community, and for for regular meditation, and then ultimately ended up going on to um, to study with my teacher. Um, went went to seminary and became ordained as a, as a minister and a mindfulness counselor. And yeah, man, I, I think your question was was how did it how did how did it impact me spiritually and, and kind of how did I begin to recognize that? So also over the past decade or plus, I've been really investing in myself, working with coaches and men and mentors, doing my own work both personally and spiritually. And I think as I evolved, as I grew kind of in consciousness, as I grew in awareness, I just become, I became increasingly aware that porn just wasn't healthy for me. Yeah. You know, I do my best not to make a, a, a judgment across the board for everybody that uses porn. Some people, it's not a problem with. Some people, they use it casually. Some people use it in their relationships. Some people, they're just not at a point where they recognize it, it to be an issue for them. So if that's them, if that's you, that's the case. But for me, I began to recognize more and more. It wasn't alignment with myself. It wasn't in alignment with who I, I was called to be. I began recognizing it was creating suffering in my life. It was creating negative, adverse feelings, um, emotional experiences, mental experiences. It was creating sexual awkwardness, social awkwardness. It was affecting my my relationships. And it was just one of those things I just kind of knew it, it wasn't it wasn't cool for me, you know? Yeah. And I was also around that time beginning to like step more i was in seminary when, when i was kind of really going through this and i really made this decision in my life and i was like starting to do more work um i, I grew up my, my in, a, in a christian household my parents did a prison ministry so some of my earliest memories were in the prisons with my parents visiting inmates and kind of full circle as i began exploring um as I began exploring um, interfaith ministry through my chaplaincy work, I went back into the prison as an, as a Buddhist minister what? and began leading meditation. And I was doing spiritual guidance for people in there. And that was really when I began, I think when I began to step more into my spiritual calling and being of service to others, it didn't feel right to me to have pornography still unresolved in my life and then go and sit in front of those people, just kind of knowing that that was, that was going on for me. And porn had a real way of kind of sabotaging me. I would make momentum in my life. I would go back to porn and it would like, it would just kill my momentum, you yeah. know? So for all these reasons, it was just causing, it was creating a kink in the hose, man. And I, I really looked at it like a spiritual ceiling it was creating for me. So I just recognized like at some point I had to get it resolved. And I was actually on a podcast interview earlier this week and was kind of having a conversation with the brother. And uh, for me, I, there was this point in my journey when I kind of like recognized, I was like, all right, this is something I've, I recognize that I've been trying to resolve for many years unsuccessfully. I've continued to return to it. And also porn has this way, this nature of kind of becoming increasingly extreme in, in genre. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you need more and more harder and harder stuff, you know, to, to hit those arousal mechanisms. And I'm like, man, if I like, where does my life go? Like in, in 20 years, you know what I mean? If I yeah. can't kick this thing and it continues to evolve. So I was just like, I got to suck it up and, and do the work, man. And, and uh, dig in on this and that's what i decided to do so kind of a long answer to your question there no but that's exactly what i wanted man because i mean yeah. man you are not exclusive in this because i think it's just getting worse and worse like even for myself i remember mm -hmm. I, was, I was telling my wife about this and i, I like when, when, I, when i was a kid like my neighborhood or my complex right was right next to a quarry and we broke into like uh the quarry right and we kind of got in there and we were like, I don't know what we were looking for, man, like gold or some shit. But <laughs> we ended up finding like a hustler magazine. And then we hit it like in the wall there. And then we'd always go there. And, and you know, it, it's kind of like it triggered 
unfortunately kind of that addiction at a very young age. Yeah, and I remember yeah. even explaining it to my wife, like back in the day, you know, you'd be so addicted that you'd be like, oh, I'm downloading off Kazaa. And, you know, every pixel would just kind of show up and you're like, oh, finally the nipple. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it, it was. But that being said, it, it's kind of like it steered me in the wrong direction. It's not something that yeah, obviously right. you want to keep going on. Right. Because it was right, addictive right. in nature. And even at that time, even as young as I was, you know, it was, dude, it made an impact on my life. Right. For sure, brother. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, I look at the reasons like people often ask me, you know, how did how did how was it something that kind of stuck with you? Because it doesn't stick with everybody. For some yeah. people, it's drugs and alcohol. For some people, it's, it's, it's food. You know what I mean? For me, it was sex. And um, and yeah, man, I think it was it was like a way that I, I was a kind of a shy kid. It was a way that I kind of like would maybe make that connection and kind of relate to women. I think it was a way that I was exploring my sexuality. It was kind of like a, it was a way of comfort for me. You know what I mean? That I, that I would, that I would find. It was always like that safety blanket I could go to as a kid. And of course it was really exciting too, man. And there's that whole neuroplasticity thing we're doing. We're kind of hardwiring that into the brain. And, you know, again, some people go to drugs or alcohol. Some people go to food for, for, for me, it was sex and porn, man, you know? So yeah, brother. No, I completely agree. I mean, I've tried, man i tried ecstasy cocaine like a, a bunch of dumb things when i was a kid like I, I look at it now i'm like oh dear lord why would i do that right but it, it's honestly i've never found any of those to be half as addicting as you know what i can just type in on the computer like nothing yeah it's a good drug man <laughs> yeah so <laughs> like what what do you what do you think would be the best approach because i got two boys and now like what's going yeah. through my head is they got technology you know everywhere what do you think is the best mm -hmm. approach for us to just kind of make sure we can nip that in the bud or even stop it from happening with the generations coming up? Yeah. You mean like for kids, brother? Yeah. Like, cause my kids are what, like 10 and six and he's starting to get into girls yeah. and all that, you know? Yeah. Hey brother, that's a real thing, man. Uh, you know what? I've been having this conversation more and more. I just started a podcast and uh, a couple Where can weeks we find back. You? I had a oh yeah. Porn to purpose. Just find the porn to purpose podcast right now. It's on Spotify. I'll be getting in other places and, Awesome. And maybe at the end, I'll, I'll share where else we can, where else you can oh, connect. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, yeah. Porn to Purpose podcast. And um, I had a brother on there a couple weeks, uh, a couple weeks ago, and he's the leader of a large men's community that focuses on stuff around dads. Okay. And um, and, and we focus a lot with fathers as well. Yeah. And um, we got into the conversation. I had him on. He was he's a gentleman who had, uh, you know, pornography was a big part of his life as a uh, as a kid and so of course we got into the conversation all right now how do you how do we mentor and, and shepherd you know young boys today because hey man these things are trouble these phones bro yeah I it's know. like uh you know it's like it's a click away at all times and even if you put all the safeguards in place instagram facebook like all these things there's there's it's 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 constantly triggers out there so what do you do you know what do you do and again, this stuff is designed, it's built. I mean, social media itself can be a trigger, a trigger. Yeah. scrolling can be a trigger, you know? And um, so, so, so what, what do we do? Because it's all designed to, to hook us, you know? And so <clears throat> what do we do with kids? I think, I think one thing we can really do is normalize the conversation around sex, yeah. you know, and not make it like a, a weird conversation in the household, not make it this taboo conversation. I think the most important thing any father can do for their children in this is have it resolved in their own lives. No, number one. Right. Number yeah. one, man, because if it's not resolved for you, how can you, how can you lead in integrity, your family or your boys, or how can you speak to, you know, from, from a place of real wisdom? Mm. So I think that the number one thing is, is have it, is have it resolved. 
again, I think uh, at least be on the be doing the work around it. Number two, I think, is to kind of try and normalize the conversation around sex because sex for a lot of us is one of these things. Oftentimes, it's not spoken about in the home, or maybe our home is really sexualized, you know. And yeah. you know, so whatever. So a lot of us have stuff going on with sex, man. That's a very common human experience, I think. So helping them cultivate a healthy relationship with their own sexuality and what sex is, being able to like creating this environment where they can come come and talk to you about girls or whatever's going on for them sexually. They can come to talk to you about pornography. And also I think really, really, I think another big one, uh, CJ, is really putting good safeguards in yeah. place. I mean, I, I know maybe some parents don't want to or don't want to have to deal with trying to regulate or monitor what's going on with the phones. This brother I had on our on our um, podcast, his name's Larry Hagner, and the community is called the Dad Edge Community. And he's got, he, he recommended this software uh, it's called Bark, B-A-R-K, I guess. Okay. And yep, and, and it monitors all the stuff going on in your kid's um, cell phone. So it's text messages, web searches, apps, whatever. And it, and it alerts parents to keyword searches. So it helps you really put safeguards in your place. In place, I think just having general safeguards around technology is also a really big piece of the puzzle. And what Larry also recommended, which I really like, uh, um, was talk to your kids about the dangers of it because kids can't always see the dangers of it, man. You know, we're seeing more and more younger and younger kids running into issues like ED at younger and younger ages, man, erectile dysfunction for those of you listening that might not know what that is. So, you know, like young kids that, that can't get an erection or can't maintain an erection or this pornography is really educating them on what sex is. And it's not a realistic um, no. <laughs> picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so for him, he was like, Hey, look, I know you're 14 years old because he had a couple instances where this stuff came up for his kid and they, he, he had a hard heart with him. He's like, look, first of all, you're not weird for it. It's normal part of being a, a boy. It's the normal curiosity. I was there too. But let me tell you, um, first of all, you know what the last thing you want is whenever you are ready to be intimate with a woman and you're 18 or 19 or 20 or whatever that age is for you. And you're there and you're, and you're, desiring to connect with her and you can't get or, or maintain an erection. Like there's nothing more devastating than that for the brothers out there who have maybe experienced that. It's, it's a disheartening experience, you know? So yeah. like really helping them get like, all right, maybe they can't understand or grasp the moral side of the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or whatever, but they can get that. That could be a real consequence down the road, you know, or, Hey, imagine if that was your, your daughter one day, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Or, or whatever, like trying to, yeah humanize the conversation a little bit. So I don't know, it's tricky, man, but I think real, real involvement at the end of the day with, uh, with, 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 with the parents and the kids is really crucial, man. You know? Yeah. Cause I mean, that's yeah. the one thing that I never thought of as a father, you know, it's, it's like, I didn't think would be where we're at with technology now. And yeah. it, it kind of scares me. Cause I'm just like, Whoa, dude, like this guy's got the world at a cell phone. Right. Yeah. And, man. and, you know, tablets, whatever. I mean, to me, I've always been big on communication. So you know, I got that as a plus, but now it's just like making sure that I can kind of mold his mind to be like, hey, man, let's focus on good things, focus on good relationships. None of this stuff. Right. Because it seems like it's everywhere, man, like on Instagram, TikTok, like it doesn't even matter. You name it, bro. You name it. As as, as a man today, you know, in, in our community, we teach this uh, this idea. We call it, um, you know, like the noble lens. We, we call it we, we have a couple exercises we take our guys through, but one of them is just about maintaining a higher level of integrity. We teach, we teach our guys something called the two by two rule, which says, don't look twice. Don't look for more than two seconds. 
we've got to learn to begin to train our attention. And that goes with a girl you see walking down the street, but that also goes with stuff that you find triggering on your phone. Like don't allow your mind to start going there. We've got to put kind of these, it's almost like a horse with blinders on. We've got to learn to like train our attention yeah. and not go there because you click on that picture and you click on the next picture, then the next picture and your integrity begins to erode, man. And after a while you say, well, I've already done it. You know, I've already gone down the rabbit hole. So why not just walk through that final door? Like that's how the, that's how those relapses occur. Man, you know? So that's interesting because you mentioned neuroplasticity and it's, it's kind of like, I know that we kind of get conditioned to things in a certain way, right? It's kind of like when I go to the gym, I just know, okay, cool. Pack my stuff up. I go, I almost don't even think I get there. I do my thing. I'm gone. Right. And sometimes yeah. I look back and be like, oh, that was a blur. You know, I didn't even notice that, you know, I've already done it all. It's just kind of yeah. like, you know, same deal as when you're driving to work. And I find that that's kind of the same behavior that for a lot of guys, it's almost like, you know, it just goes on his computer, starts off oh. with the one picture, boom, boom, boom. But what's yes. interesting to me is that you have a strategy to approach this. What other strategies do you employ? And, and how does your coaching kind of like, wh what are the origins of it? Or, or how do you begin the whole process of fixing these issues? Mm hmm. Yeah, brother. You know, we have a whole we have a whole process. We teach our guys a philosophy. It's called the freedom framework. And it's it's a philosophy that we teach them about 10 different elements for like, what is the key to long term, um, long term freedom from pornography? You know, that was always my question. It's like you can go a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months, but you can continue to return back to that day zero mark, as we call it. And that's a devastating yeah. place to be, you know. So what's the key? And what, what I found in my journey, man, is it's really the, the answer is really, and this might not be that sexy of an answer. It is to me, but the answer, the key is really, it's like about lifestyle. You know, mm -hmm. it's about, it's about like a real true evolution, you know, of mind, body, and spirit. It's about this process of conscious evolution. It's about, you know, there's like this little boy inside of all of us. And oftentimes it's that little boy that picked up that hustler magazine. Yeah. You know what I mean? At age 13, he's still in there and he's still very active. So we have to learn you know, as, as now the, the adult in the driver's seat to help that little boy grow up, you know, and change and change his ways and change his behaviors. But we do a couple things, man, like the freedom framework in its, in a very simple format would be, we first help our brothers get into accountability. And that is done through, you know, a really, a really diverse accountability um, kind of system that we have in place. It's not just accountability software. It's not just an accountability partner. It's all those things. It's like about five layers of accountability and we do that also with community, you know, having them hook up to a community of other men that are on this journey is a really big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, but the key with those two pieces is to help them get into abstinence. If we can help them get into abstinence a couple of days and a couple of weeks and a couple of months, there's this natural healing and natural correction that begins to occur. You know, it's like um, whatever's going on for you, it, there is like a natural healing. It's like those nofap communities out there where they do the reboots yeah. and stuff, man. There's real power in that. There's a great book called Your Brain on Porn. Yeah. And that's all about the reboot thing. And it talks all about the correlation of the brain. So there's a healing and there's a correction that occurs once we're in abstinence. And once we've got that abstinence established or we start, then we can begin going in and doing the work. You know, it's much like an alcoholic has to get sober for him to begin doing the work around his relationship with alcohol, you know? So we help, we help the addict get sober basically, you know? Yeah. We help the brother get sober. Once we do that, we, there's a handful of practices. We are a mindfulness based community. Uh, we teach meditation and another way which we teach mindfulness is through journaling. And we help brothers go in and get to the root of their relationship with pornography, you know? So like oftentimes we we've adopted this relationship with porn kind of unconsciously and we've kept it as a part of our life. 
right? And, and we've used porn to meet certain, certain needs, right? Oftentimes we go to porn, it's not just because of a sexual need, sometimes it is, but oftentimes just like some people use cigarettes, food, drugs, or alcohol, we're going to porn because we're lonely, angry, tired, disconnected, sad, anxious, bored, you name it. You know what I'm saying? So really helping a brother, as, as you mentioned, oftentimes we just go to the gym or we just go to the porn and after, we're kind of unconscious the whole time. It's like what, what underlying need is actually driving this behavior? And if we can learn to slow down and see the need that's actually coming up, right, then we can learn to also meet those needs in a healthier way. Yeah. But another piece of the puzzle around awareness is learning to be with our emotions. A lot of times we go to porn because we can't deal with what's going on inside of us or we don't want to deal with what's going on inside of us. It speaks to that conversation around needs. So through mindfulness, again, helping our, helping our brothers like learn to be with the emotions that are going on inside of us. A lot of us are emotionally immature. We run away from emotions, you know? Yeah. Um, so learning to be with what's going on inside of us. And that's, that's, that's emotional maturity, getting to the root of our relationship with porn. And then the final piece of the puzzle in simplicity is the school is the, is, is then the skills and the tools. What are the day-to-day tactics? How do I overcome the urge to use porn? You know, how do I actually deal with these impulses? How do I actually now redirect um, the energy in a healthy way? And a big piece of that is also um, establishing the healthy habits, you know, it's like, if I'm going to say no to porn, what am I going to say yes to? Mm. What are the healthy habits I can like, where can I redirect this energy in a healthy way? In order to break a habit, we must make a habit. Yeah. So we help our brothers get into healthy habits and routines and really get the, the tools and the skills to help them make the shifts and make different choices and, and redirect that energy in ways that actually lift them up versus tear them down. You know, I love that, man. What are some things like for me, I've always been in the gym, right? But even when I was struggling with porn, it was almost like I could, you know, handle both. But now it's almost like, you know, now I just focus more on like nutrition and just kind of go harder in that to almost keep my mind occupied, right? But what is it that you tell guys, maybe like take a spin class, martial arts or something like, what are things that you would recommend for a guy to just kind of get his mind off that and focus on, you know, good things? Yeah, it's like do something else, man. And that's a big part of our process. So um, do you mind if I talk about kind of our, our program, kind of how we do oh, it a do, little man, bit? man, for sure, for sure. Cool, cool. So the name of our program, the name of our community is is called Porn to Purpose, right? Yeah. So, so much, of our, so much of our thing is about, you know, a lot of times we go to porn because we don't have purpose. We don't have a vision. We don't have a why. We don't, we don't know what else to do. A lot of times I find guys come into our community, either they don't have a vision for their life. They never took the time to do that. They don't know what else they want. And, or, or they have a vision for it, but they don't believe it's possible. Mm. So, so much of our work is really about, you know, we, we, we kind of have this, this whole conversation around the why, yeah. right? The why, like it's got to be the reason, it's got to be the motivator. What's, why are you showing up to this work? The first part of the why is what you're no longer willing to tolerate in your life. What are you moving away from? AKA, how is porn affecting your relationships, your health, your energy, your spiritual walk? all these different things, your productivity, your money, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first half. But then the second half is, all right, now what do you want instead? And what does that vision for your life look like? So for one guy, it might be, you know, the gym, it might be health. For another guy, it might be that beautiful, healthy marriage and relationship and sex and intimacy. Maybe it's for some guys that's like, man, I know I'm called to be more. I know, I know I'm called to serve others and, and to lead men, but I know this is getting in the way. So yeah, it's like, it's like do something else. But if we can help them really connect with something else that's meaningful, man, yeah. it, it, it makes a big difference, man. So yeah, redirect that energy, but it, it really helps to have a vision around where do I actually want to direct that energy and what would really fill up my cup, 
you know yeah yeah it's kind of i don't know how you feel about like um that belief of harnessing sexual energy and sex transmutation i remember the first time yes. I, I ever heard about it it wasn't thinking grow rich and i'm like dude i thought i don't even know what this book is about man like, <laughs> yeah like this one dude was telling me like hey we're gonna sell electronics i'm like you got me here reading about sex transmutation brother i don't know what you're talking about man like but i remember that that stuck out to me and i started reading more about it and how like you know that energy can be manifested into bigger and better things. Would you say that's one of the things that you try to teach your students kind of like, Hey, you know, take that energy and put into yes. something else. Yeah. hundred percent, man. That, and that's that whole second piece. And that's, that's what the porn to purpose piece is. It's like, yeah, let's take that energy. Let's take that. Let's harness that sex energy, which is literally brothers, which is literally energy that we use to create life. Yes. It is our life force energy, man. So what if we can use that energy to create something else, something beautiful, something, something that aligns with what's in our heart, you know? So yeah, it's like sex, man, sex transmutation, semen retention, Tantra, all these kind of, all these old ancient practices really of, of, yeah. How do we harness that energy and direct it in, in really powerful ways? It's, it's really, really beautiful, man. Can you touch more on Tantra? I don't really know too much about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know too much about it either. I just know it's uh, I know it's a form of, of, of Buddhism. It's also I believe I believe found in in Hindu in Hinduism. Um, yeah. And it's a way to it, it's a way to, I think, work with and, and, and redirect that energy from what I understand. brother. Gotcha. Gotcha. And semen retention. How have you seen um, the guys change when you work with them? Like, what are some noticeable things where you're just like, bro, he's got like you know, he's, he's got to shine to him or something, you know, like what is it Man. you see when they go through your program and, you know, the wheels start turning and everything just starts flowing. Yep. That's exactly right. Like porn is one of these things that really puts a kink in the hose. It's like, and it's like, it's like a, it's like a poison or a toxin. I say it's like polluting the system. And, and so what we do is we go in and, and say like the mind or the body or the spirit is like a garden, right? Yeah. And there are certain things that, that act as weeds in that garden, you know, and porn is one of them. So we go in and we just weed the, we, we weed the garden and we get the crap out of there. And, and then it's like the natural, beautiful, like essence, the life force energy that wants to flow through us. When we stop blocking it up, it can flow, you know? Yeah. So, so one of the common things I hear when guys show up, the guys that are really committed to the work. Some, some aren't as clear on this, but whenever I hear a guy show up and he's talking like this, and I know we got someone that's going to do well, but oftentimes it's a man, it's a husband, it's a father who says, man, he's like, I want to be the me that I know I'm supposed to be. I know this isn't it. And I'm tired of being a slave to this. Some of those guys come into our program 20, 30 years uh, addicted to pornography, you know? And they just like, uh, they're like when I was a young kid, they'll say there was like somebody, there was a vision you know, for me, like, I, I want to get back to that vision. I want to get back to that version of myself that I'm called to be. I want to get back to the me I'm supposed to be. So what's really beautiful is when we go in and we weed that garden, man, it's like this natural essence begins to flow. And it's the things that if you're a regular porn user, you might never know about, you, you might never see until you give it a, you never, until you give it a try, you know, yeah. it's like, you don't realize how much not drinking enough water makes you feel crappy until you dr start drinking more water. Be like, Oh, I don't realize I was dehydrated before. If you ever smoke cigarettes, you don't realize how much a pack a day actually makes you feel like shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Until yeah. you stop smoking. So that's the same thing with porn. You don't realize the adverse effects of it until you, until you give it a break. <clears throat> but to answer your question, yeah, man, that, that life force energy begins to flow. And what I begin to see is just like there's a natural aliveness. There's a natural brightness. There's a natural inspiration that begins to flow. There's this greater sense of, of integrity. 
a man begins to cultivate a healthier relationship with the guy looking back in the mirror. Like that's yeah. the biggest thing is like they begin to say, all right, I, I, I like myself now more, you know, and I'm, I'm a man that actually honors my commitment. It's like the biggest thing is you begin to respect that man looking back at you in the mirror. Yeah. And, and ultimately you begin to love that man and like that man and appreciate that man. And that's the big, it's like you begin to look at yourself as a man of integrity. That's the best thing. Cause when we're out of integrity, man, it's like a slow death, you know, it's yeah. like when we continue to act in a way we know is out of alignment, it's like creates a suffering, man. It's a slow death. So that's one thing is like this natural vibrance begins to occur. We see relationships restored, man. Very common, like that that closeness, that intimacy within the relationship. And that might not just mean sex. It might mean just just a closeness. There's like that trust, you know, that it's like the real man can begin to come through. Um, energy, focus, productivity. Um, guys that come that come to our program with the ED issues, many of them get that resolved just through the abstinence. There's that reset that, wow. that occurs, man. Um, making more money in business because they're they're pro they're productive and they're focused at work and they're not blowing their energy. One of our guys, one of our most senior members, um, he came in with the same story. He's almost he's he's almost at his one year porn free. He'll hit it in the next month or two. Nice. And he came in and that was his story, man. He's like, man, he's like, I want to be 50 year old man. He's like, I want to be the me that I, I that I know I'm supposed to be. And we 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 began doing the work and we began digging into the conversation around purpose. And as we kind of touched on here today, a lot of guys, they've been direct this, de- directing this energy at the screen, at porn, at masturbation, right? At porn, at, and, and, they've, and they've been like, so many guys come in and be like, man, I want to be like focusing my energy on this side business I want to be starting. I want to like get out of this nine to five and I want to start my biz, man. And I want to be directing my energy there, but I keep, I keep screwing myself up, you know? So this brother, he, he came in and his, 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 um, his call, his vision was always to be a writer. You know what I mean? So he came in, he's almost a year porn free. He just finished his first book, which he's going to be wow. publishing on Amazon and he's starting a second book. And this was, this is all wow. the purpose for yeah. to do. So we dig in and we don't just help you get rid of the porn, but we now help you and hold you accountable to, to, to moving into greater levels of purpose. And like, what am I here to do? What really lights me up, man? So all those things, brother. Well, that just gave me chills, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's awesome beautiful. to hear. Cause it's kind of like a lot of people think like, you know what, if I just get rid of this thing, but then they don't replace it with anything else or they just don't yeah. know where to direct it. And that's what I love about yes. what you're telling me is that you're like, no, nah, dude, now that you got this figured out, you can move yes. on to bigger things. It's kind of for me, I always found that masculinity is about, you know, providing because you got to provide for your family, your, your society, you know, protecting because you got to protect your own, protect the people that obviously need protection. And the other one is just uh, progress, man. Like, how are you progressing mm. in your day-to-day life? Or how are you progressing in business? How are you progressing in anything, right? And I kind of feel like it's almost like, I feel like porn just gets a lot of men just stuck in the mud, you know? It and they just spin their wheels, spin their wheels, spin their wheels. And it's almost like, you're not going anywhere. Like, how, I, you know, like. <laughs> exactly, bro. That was that was me, man. I was like, I was recognizing I could not get traction, man, because I continued to sabotage myself. And it wasn't if it wasn't because you know, going back to porn would just kind of screw up my energy and my self esteem and my self confidence for a couple of days. It would like it, it would affect my sense of like, man, am I even worthy to be doing something else? Like it, it affects it affects us on a very our, our level, our whole relationship with ourselves, man. You know, yeah. it's it's very subtle. You don't always see it, but man, it's it's there for sure. Do you feel like it's kind of like a form of disrespect to your body? Um, I I would say it is. I would I think it's it's like an unhealthy relationship with our body. We have a we have this manifesto we created, and one of the principles of the manifesto is you know I I, I practice uh, non harm 
And, um, and, and also, I, I practice a lot of harm to myself, and, and I treat my body as, as the temple that it is, man. I think it is. I mean, if it's not like a direct, blatant, like, conscious disrespect, it, it is. Just like the same way eating a bunch of junk food is disrespectful to our body. Gotcha. We're like, we're misusing our body. We're using it to, to get a high. We're using it to, mm. to get that fix, to get that dopamine hit. Mm. We're using it to grow, to grab the low-hanging fruit, man. And when we try and hack life, Sometimes it could be really unhealthy, man. And yeah, I think it is a form of disrespect. Love that. Yeah, because it's kind of like, you know what? You can't really get around those consequences, man. Like, and yeah. and like I said, like, I, I just, for me recently too, like I was kind of reading to, I'm like, I wonder if there's karmic effects of it. Because another thing that I had just read an article about how a lot of the people that you see on Pornhub or on these different sites, it's kind of like, they're actually victims of like trafficking. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. hold the phone, man. Like, I'm like, that's nuts. And that's not positive. And the thing is, if you're constantly watching this stuff, like you are basically supporting that inadvertently, maybe you don't know it, but it's still like you're being, you know, you're actively supporting it in a way, because you're spending your time there, you know, you're getting off or whatever, and you're constantly visiting the website, right? You're constantly there. Yep. And I'm like, I just don't know. I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, yo, because I'm basically getting or er, people are getting off on these other people suffering. And the sex you see yeah. in porn isn't really real, right? Like it's degrading to a woman, you know, mm -hmm. it looks like they're just beating each other up, you know? And I just kind of found that for myself anyways, and that's kind of why I wanted to ask you if it was disrespectful to yourself, but I find that it's disrespectful to society in a way too, you know, cause it's almost like, let's take advantage of these other people that are suffering just for, you know, me to get off and get mm -hmm. that dopamine hit. Right. Yeah, brother. And, and, and again, so much of this process is not just about, Oh, I recognize porn's, not good. I quit. You know, it's really so much of about uh, so much uh, of this is about this this cultivation of consciousness that we kind of started the conversation with. Of it's yeah. like we don't always see that at first. We don't always see no. that, nor do we care. Nor do we care. You know, but as we grow in consciousness, as we grow in awareness, you know, you mentioned earlier uh, about the the, the self-respecting. So much of our work is also about self-love. Mm. If we don't love ourselves, of course we don't respect ourselves. So so a big piece of our process is also about cultivating a healthier love and respect and appreciation and relationship with ourselves. Yeah. We start there and then we want to like, we, we're less inclined to want to take actions that are harmful to our, towards ourselves, you know, but the sex, the sex trafficking the, um, thing is definitely big, man. I'm not, we actually have, we're having a brother um, inside our community. I think later in, in, in February or March, we have, we have regular um, experts come in and he's a, he, he works in the, in the sex, he's like in the anti-sex trafficking um, industry. And he's going to come in and he's like, I just had a kind of a little intro conversation with him uh, two days ago. And he's like, yeah, he's like porn and sex trafficking are tied at the hip. He's like many, many of those people, whether you know it or not, are, are somehow coerced into that. And, and you know what? I also want to say, I recognize that there are some probably conscious aware ladies who are in the pornography industry and it's a conscious choice and they're like, Hey, whatever to me, it makes sense. And, and I'm okay with it. Making but I money. think there's a lot, right. Making the money, doing their thing. Okay. Whatever. But I think that's a smaller portion, bro. And, um, you know, it's like, even if a young girl has not been coerced to be there, I don't think it's like, it's not because she loves herself and she feels great about herself and she, that uplifts her spirit. And she's going to be proud of that decision in 10 years. It's probably because she came from a poor, like a, a bad home. She probably doesn't feel that good about herself. She's probably down her luck. You know what yeah. I mean? She probably needs the money. She might have a drug thing going on. So 
yeah, it is fake, man. And it, I think we're, we're, we're fooling ourselves to think it's, it's much more than anything else, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's kind of like, it just doesn't look healthy anyways. And it's kind of like, I was joking around with my wife. I'm like, Hey, you want me to grab you, choke you and then come on all over your face? <laughs> and she's like, no, like not at all. Exactly. And, <laughs> and it was interesting because I had a conversation with uh, Josh Roche, who was also, you know, an ex porn addict. And now he's helping people and he's speaking on the subject too. And an interesting story that he told me is that a lot of the girls on campus are saying, Hey, we don't want to have sex with these dudes. And he was like, well, why not? He's like, well, they just replicate what they see in porn and they think it's real. Yes. Yes, bro. And, and I'm like, what? Like that thought never mm -hmm. even crossed through my head, but it's almost like we're grooming or conditioning these younger generations to think, Hey, this is the way that it's done. Right. Yeah. And it's almost like in your field, do you ever feel that you have to like recoach certain guys that maybe are younger and be like, Hey man, that's not the way it's done, man. Self-love, love the person you're with. This is how right. you go about <sighs> it. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we see that all the time. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the issue around around the kids and the, and the phones and stuff, man. We're hearing that more and more and more. And you can go out there and look at the statistics on it. But yeah, pornography, again, especially because it's so it's so accessible and the genres are getting so so uh, much more extreme and extreme. It's like pornography is really becoming a, a lot of young kids sex education, you know. Yeah. So it's training the the kid, the guys about what sex is supposed to look like. And it's also training the girls around what their expectations are, mm. you know, from us, you know? And um, yeah, it, it's really unhealthy. And uh, what you said there about girls being like, hey, we don't really, we're not interested because we don't want to be treated like that 100%. Yeah. Most girls, you know, thankfully I've, uh, like I'm in a great relationship right now. I was just talking with my girlfriend about this recently and yeah man of course you know some girls you know of course sometimes you like to be rough and kinky and all these different things there's a time for that but mostly sure. girls want to be loved and it's about softness and it's about intimacy and it's about closeness you know what i mean it's not about what you see on that on that screen that's not most of the time what girls are really after man it's 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 a totally it's like a total inversion of of the oh, truth yeah. well yeah it's kind of like the one thing i'll never see in any porn and i didn't even know you know it's like the female orgasm i'm like how come that's never included <laughs> you know like right. it's always like facial at the end i'm like bro like right not in real life i mean if you mm -hmm. don't want your relationship to last very long go ahead and do that but right. you know <laughs> go ahead interestingly on that point like you see it and you think oh like that looks that looks sexy but you're also like really aroused at the time because you're like masturbating too you know so you think that's like you, you might think or you might be kind of be receiving the information or the message that that's sexy. But like for me, whenever I would like think about actually doing that, you know, I, I always felt like some of that stuff was like really degrading. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to come on a girl's face. Like that feels degrading to me. You know what I'm saying? That feels like humiliating to me. So it might look like one thing on the screen, but again, they're actors in, in many cases. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's not, doesn't look like it's like the girl really enjoys it, man. It looks like, no, it's it, it's it's um oftentimes not cool maybe some girls like that but i think generally speaking that's not that's not it man. no not at all and it's kind of like uh, i mean i had a conversation with a dude and his whole thing is obviously you know perfecting like orgasm for females males whatever and his whole thing was like if you watch any porn quote unquote where you know they're trying to get the chick off he's like they have no idea what they're doing like they're rubbing the clitoris like like it's sandpaper or i know something. yeah like, yeah i know and then in real life we're like yo brother take a step back simmer <laughs> yeah. down slow and steady wins the race you know and yes yes one thing i kind of want to um 
ask in regards to that, how do you see an improvement in the sex life specifically of fathers or married men or men who have been in relationships after they let go of that, after watching all the porn that they have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, okay. And I'll speak to my experience as well, you know, all but, right. but generally speaking, like closer, more intimate, more connected, more present, you know, um, again, there's like this trust thing that, that, that occurs and arises, of course, better, more consistent, more predictable, um, and, and, um, erections and the ability to maintain them, man, it like really improves what's going on in the bedroom, man, for sure. And again, for me, I was, I was found that porn, especially if like, if I had, if I, if I watched porn and then was with my girlfriend, that night or the next couple of days, I kind of felt sexually off. It kind of, it did. Mm-hmm. I felt like a little bit sexually awkward. It didn't feel quite right to me for some reason. Um, but all that goes away, like just kind of getting comfortable in our own skin. Like that's stuff that you can't help someone who's never experienced it really understand. But like we become, we are in our sexual power. We feel good about ourselves. We feel good on our body. Like we feel in our sexual power. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's this powerful masculine feminine dynamic that we can really step into um and 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 those things that uh, again i'll speak to my relationship but man like really good beautiful presence beautiful connection beautiful intimacy great orgasms longer sex you know it's about you know it's about the subtle stuff man it's about the soft stuff too and oh like so so much of a difference man so much of a difference you know well, it's crazy because you mentioned the physiological effects of how, you know, it's affecting like a lot of the male erections, I guess. But what are other physiological things that you see from guys letting go of it? You know, does E or not ED, uh, premature ejaculation, is that a big one too? Or Yeah, that's that's another big one. Um, that That's an interesting one because that's never not one I've dealt with, but it's something a lot of guys have dealt with. And um, yeah, I think there's like, from what I understand, there's this anxiety that's involved in it um it's it's like a fear-based response that occurs so yeah that's something that also um seems to be cured as a result of of abstinence as well um so ed and and premature ejaculation seem to be kind of in this in in a similar um genre and and both seem to be corrected as as a result of abstinence gotcha i mean I just feel like there's a whole host of issues, man, like psychologically speaking, physiologically speaking, spiritually. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just feel like, you know, it's affecting everything, right? Yeah, bro. And you you know what I'll say? I think also with that premature ejaculation thing, porn, again, porn, porn miseducates us, man. You know what I mean? Like oftentimes, like when you get it, you watch porn, you forget what it's really about. And it becomes all about the nut. It becomes all about ejaculating. You know what I'm saying? It's about get in, get out. Even if you watch porn, there's not really much intimacy or kissing. You know, it's just no, about man. the penis and the vagina and then the money shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we kind of have a similar relationship. When we're watching porn, it's not about intimacy. It's not about connection. It's about the nut. It's about the it's about the money shot. You know what I'm saying? It's it's very similar. Um, so I think there must be a correlation then whenever we go to have sex, you know what I mean? Like we've kind of trained ourselves to just be about the nut, to just be about the to, to just be about the ejaculation, man, to, to just be about the, the orgasm. Um, and what I've also found through porn abstinence is like this ability to really slow down, to take mm. control uh, over what's going on for us sexu- sexually and really learning to, all right, how do I actually like clamp down on my, on my sex area? How do I actually hold back on an or- orgasm? Yes. How do I slow down 
so the lady can get off or a, once or a couple times, you know what I mean, before yeah. you do and really make it a, an extended. But but that that comes with practice, man. That's where like that little boy, he wants to get in and get out and get his nut yep. off and get out. But like, again, I think what we can do is we can shepherd that young boy into a man and help him really enjoy much deeper levels of, of intimacy and connection and just great sex, man. Kind of that full evolution of man. And that's kind of, yes, I mean, that, that's that real masculine energy that women want, not some little boys yeah. who's just coming in, bang, bang. All right, have a good day. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know? and, and I think it makes you, you know, if, if we could say the sex energy is like this creative, like, I think it also just generally makes you more attractive in life. I think it makes you more attractive to women. It helps you get your swagger on. You're full of your power. You're full of your confidence. You're not feeling weird and awkward. Like you got this weird sexual thing going on. It generally makes you more attractive, I think, to good things in life. And I think women really pick up on that, too, because we're all energetic beings, man. So I think I think women sense that as well. So. Dude, man, it's funny you mentioned that because I think there's like a certain frequency when you're just kind of vibing, you know, whether yes. it's like in the bedroom and life, you just kind of have the swagger about you where it's just like, yeah, I got it, man. Where I think yeah. kind of like the dude that's constantly just busting nuts behind his computer, you can almost tell. Yeah. Because I, I know even for myself, like when I was a kid, well, I guess when I was like, 1920 whatever and even then i was like already you know like i guess i was constantly on it right and that's when computers really picked up yeah. their game so <laughs> you mm -hmm. know i was constantly there constantly just kind of whatever whacking off and it's it's almost yeah. like i noticed when i go clubbing and you know i just practice the semen retention thing because my buddy had kind of mentioned it and i was like yeah i'll give it a shot fine whatever i'll go a week without jerking off and go clubbing and i just found that i was like a magnet right the chicks are just like attracted to you you're more confident yes, you know, yes, you just, you walk in, you're just like, yeah, all right. You know, it's like, yeah. it just, your demeanor changes. And then when I would test it out and be like, okay, I jerked off three times that day. Like, yeah, let's go clubbing. It's like, Hey, what's up? You know, just, you yeah, bro. That's exactly, <laughs> what I've been talking. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That awkwardness. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a drain of power, man. It's like a, it's an energy leak, you know? And, and look for, for the guys out there, like this one should, like this one should, like this one should, should hit home. Right. They have you ever heard like the idea like like they tell a, a, a boxer or a fighter not yes. to have sex before a fight? Same yeah. thing, man, because there's an energy to it, man. You know, there's an energy to it, there's a power to it, and we want to retain that. And the more we do when we practice that, man, it, it it's apparent, bro. A hundred percent, man. Like, cause I remember hearing that, like, because I watched a couple like no fat videos, right? Where the guy would basically talk about how like he took a picture of himself and he's like, Okay, this is day one. He kind of looked a little bit more decrepit. You know, and then all of a sudden by day 100, buddy's glowing. I'm like, well, maybe there is something yep. to this energy thing, man. Like, <laughs> yep. and it was crazy to me because I'm like, this guy was a young dude, like 24. So I'm like, maybe it really does sap your energy and maybe there is something more to it. And, yes. you know, I think it's huge. But another thing that you mentioned right at, I think at the beginning was how, or maybe it was on your Instagram page I saw where you said you use meditation. Can you mm -hmm. go into that a little bit too? Yeah. Um, so meditation, mindfulness, you know, there are many aspects of that, you know, um, I'll just say, I'll start, I'll, I'll go a couple places with this and I'll make it brief. Um, the meditation and, and let's say meditation and mindfulness piece is a big piece of the puzzle because as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's like oftentimes when we're going to porn, we are attempting to meet certain needs, you know? Um, but oftentimes we're unconscious, of those needs that we're attempting to meet. So a lot of times, again, we might be lonely, angry, tired, disconnected, sad, anxious, depressed, whatever it is, fill in the blank, right? And we and, and we and we go to porn for that. So through meditation and mindfulness, we can we just use a really simple meditation where we just train our guys just to sit 
15 minutes a day and just observe the breath. Now, some guys say, I can't do that. And they just write it right off. Well, it's a practice and you can do it. You just, you just do it. It's like training a puppy to sit. We have to cultivate and train the mind. It depends how important it is to you, you know? Yeah. So we, we sit and we follow the breath. And as we do that, yeah, we do notice that the mind is really active. We do know that the body is really active. We become aware of the thoughts that are arising in the mind. We become more conscious of the feelings and the sensations that are going on inside the body. And if we can learn like that experience I shared with you at the beginning of our thing, if we can kind of learn to, to recognize there's like two, there's two of us. Yeah. There's, the, there's the part of us that's having the thought, that's having the, that's having the emotion, that's having that impulse. But there's also this part of us that can see it. And that's what we're cultivating through, through mindfulness and meditation. We're learning to slow down and say, oh, I see that thought. And I see how that thought now triggers this impulse in my body. And I, I can also see that if I, just, if I just sit with it, if I just watch it for a minute, it comes up and it goes away. Yes. You know, So through meditation and mindfulness, we're, we're learning to become more aware of the thoughts and the feelings that are arising. And also actions result from thoughts and feelings. It's like thought, oh. feeling, action, thought, feeling, action. It's like a loop. So we can become more aware of it. And if we can become more aware of it, then we can stop reacting, but we can choose to respond in a different way. Or we can choose to do nothing at all. We can learn to recognize that there's something coming up inside of me. And instead of running away from this emotion or checking out, I can just be with it and be present with what's going on inside of me. And I can learn to sit with it. And just like when I used to smoke cigarettes and I learned, I quit cigarettes by just, I stopped buying cigarettes. And I was like, well, I still feel the urge, but I can't do anything about it. And I would notice that a minute later, I would just forget all about it. And I would just move on because I didn't have the choice. And it's the same thing. We can recognize that these thoughts and feelings arise, but we don't have to respond to them. We don't have to react to them. We can, be, we can learn to be with them. Our emotions are there to teach us things, you know, so we can learn to be with it. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of the mindfulness and meditation piece. And what mindfulness and meditation also does is it allows our our nervous system to settle down a bit. It allows us to get more quiet, more still. Just Google the benefits of meditation. I mean, it affects us in positive ways, all the places. It just create, it cultivates a more serene, you know, healthy, quiet life. It's peace of mind, man. It, it, it does so many things for us. We can get to the root of, of what's really going on for us. And um, also for me, man, it's like we all have this inner voice inside of us. But that inner voice is drowned out by the loud, noisy, chaotic world, you know. And yeah. if we will allow ourselves to get quiet and to get present after we sit for a little while, especially if we keep up with the practice, we can get to this place of quiet. We can begin to connect with. This is where the spiritual element really begins to come yeah. in. We can connect with that voice. We can connect with our higher knowing. We can connect with our higher self, man. Yes. And we can cultivate greater, greater connection to that and also greater peace in our lives, man. So that's the kind of the, the greater opportunity available to us there you know i love that that was a great way to close it off man Thank you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> i totally agree with you man it's almost like that connection to the higher self and mm -hmm. the fact that you just roll it in perfectly with like hey man now you find your purpose you let go of that right. oh man yeah that's that's what it's all about for me because it's one thing you know anybody can kind of let go but it's almost now a lot of people are like okay where do i go now exactly right? yeah and yep you come in and really kind of put that in order so Tell us about yeah. where they can find you, where we can follow you, and more about your course as well that you offer or yeah, uh, program. Thank you. Th uh, thank you so much, CJ. Um, so right now, the easiest place to find us, if you're on Facebook, is uh, we have a private men's only community. We're just about at 1,000 members. It's called Porn to Purpose. It's a private men's only group. I look at all the profiles that come and make sure it's a real person. 
I do my best to make it like a real safe community that guys can actually come in and, and start to connect and, and to share, man, and um, begin to get support and recognize you're not the only one out there. There's a lot of other people dealing with this. And that's often the first step of the journey is just getting around other men going through this and just beginning to, to normalize the conversation a little bit. We do weekly live training inside of the community and everything. So that's a big, that, that's a big piece of the puzzle. Uh, connect with us at Porn to Purpose on Facebook group. Uh, we, uh, if you're not comfortable on Facebook um, or you're not on Facebook, um, I am on Instagram. You can look me up, Matt Sinkovitz. Matty Two Sinks is my, yeah. is my Instagram yeah. name. Uh, I'll probably change that at some point, but that's where you can find <laughs> me now. Or, or you can email me at makingpeacewithporn at gmail.com. You can, you, can, you can shoot me a direct message if you want to be a little more discreet. Um, and, and in terms of our programs, we offer a couple of tiers of support. Again, we do do some regular training inside of our community, but we can only go so far um, there. I just actually started up um, like, a, like a basic entry-level membership for guys who aren't maybe ready to go into like a full, like, you know, a, a full out, like three-month coaching program, but if they just want to begin to, to commit to, to doing some work and getting some other men who are also committed to this path and this purpose, to this process. We have a entry-level kind of membership program and, and our really, our, 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 pro, our, our premier program is called the Liberation Bootcamp, which is our three-month, 90-day intensive program with brothers from around the world who are going and really doing this deep work. And we train, we train them on the meditation. We train them on the skills and the tools and the tactics. And we get them into the habits. We train them on the why and the purpose piece. Yes. And our goal there is to get our guys to their first 90 days porn free and then onto their first one year porn free and, and give them the philosophy and the infrastructure to maintain that long-term. So many support options wherever you are on your journey. I love that, man. I love that. Yeah. On that note, guys, have a good one. Matt, it was an honor talking to you, brother. CJ, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for, for putting this together and having me on today. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Until the next episode.